Hello, hello, my friends. It's Jesse, your beauty mentor. This is episode 13. We're going to be deep diving into where you're spending your time and your money and how that impacts and affects not only right now and your energy right now, but more importantly, where that takes you in the future. I love the analogies that he uses in this chapter. We're going to go through three stories of women that get a million dollars and what they do with it and how that impacts their future. It's an awesome, awesome one. If at any point you hear a truth bomb or something you relate to, take a screen shot tag me on instagram at i am yesi marie and i have it linked in my show notes and let's get right into the episode at this point you might be saying to yourself cut the shit cease i need some practical real world examples you really don't need to be that aggressive it's a nice book but you're in luck in this chapter i'm going to give you a real world example of how raising your internal value can change both your internal and external results it's not actually a real world example because i'm going to be creating an imaginary scenario but it's still going to be helpful Let's imagine three people. Good morning, Jackie. You're like right on time. (laughs) Let's imagine three people. Let's call them Helen 1, Helen 2, and Helen 3. That's stupid confusing, so let's call them Helen A, Helen B, and Helen C. Now imagine we we give each Helen a million dollars. Also imagine each Helen is starting at around the same place financially. They have similar skills, are similar age, and other than that, a few philosophical differences that we'll discover later, but they're similarly, they have the same capabilities, and maybe that's why they all have the same name, Helen. So Helen A gets her million dollars and is pretty pumped, as you can imagine. She immediately quits her job and rents a huge luxury apartment so she can throw parties all the time. She gets a new convertible. She gets a whole new wardrobe, she gets a big Kid Rock statue, she buys a bunch of jewelry, and at the end of the year, Helen One has had some short-term fun, but she hasn't evolved much. Also, she has spent about half of her money already. The average Kid Rock statue goes for 250 k depending on the provider. Holy crap. Alright, so that's Helen A. Helen B, on the other hand, she earned some basic investment proper... In blah, blah, blah. Helen B... She's learned some basic investing principles and been able to numerously free... What is wrong with me today? <laughs> Helen B, on the other hand, has learned some basic investing principles and has been to numerous free financial seminars at her local courtyard by Marriott Hotel. She's pretty smart with her money from the bat. She doesn't quit her job, and other than paying off some debt and making a few smart purchases, she invests her money for the future. Let's say she puts almost all of her money into a secure investment that will guarantee a 10% return, which is pretty awesome and pretty smart, right? At the end of the year, Helen B still has slightly more money than she started with, a new sense of security and a long-term plan. Like Helen A, she hasn't expanded much, but her money has. Now let's look at Helen C. This is the third girl. Helen C has read this book knows that I can deadlift close to 400 pounds, (laughs) and understands that her connection to herself is is the number one asset. She decides to use her million dollars only in ways that expand her. Realizing that her job is not truly her passion, Helen C. does quit her job, just like Helen A. did. However, instead of throwing parties and buying overpriced statues of celebrities from the 90s, Helen C. uses her free time to learn more about herself. She takes a a backpacking trip to Europe because it's been a dream of hers. She learned so many things about herself in the world that when she returns, she feels like a whole new person. 
Feeling a sense of freedom, Helen C. now starts to use her time to meditate, do yoga, get her body in shape. She hires a professional trainer and nutritionist and is feeling healthier than ever. As she feels better and better, she starts to have more energy. She's feeling excited. She's feeling inspired and in so many different areas of her creativity. She starts taking painting classes and dance lessons as she continues to travel to new places. She decides to start a business that brings together all of her real passions. Because it feels inspired, she uses her money to invest in starting a podcast and a YouTube channel to share all her gifts and messages that are showing up for her. She also invests money in hiring people to do the work in the business that's not her highest excitement so she can spend her time expanding towards the thing that actually do excite her. At the end of year one, Helen C. has spent and invested almost half of her money, but is building a business that feeds her soul and is feeling more alive than ever before. So from what you know about the Helens, who's going to win? I'm joking. There's no winners or losers here. We're all on our own journeys. But what I mean is who did the best? I'm being sarcastic. What I'm saying is who is a much better person than the other two idiots? Seriously, though, at the end of year one, you can see that Helen A. has made some short-term decisions that will probably leave her completely broke in a few short years. Even though that's, a, that's extremely easy to see here, that's still the way many of us live. That's so true. We often choose the short-term, egoic pleasures of television, fast food, alcohol, excitement, whatever it is we turn to for momentary comfort. But somehow we can't see how much that costs us in the long run. It's not just costing us money, it's costing our connection to ourselves and the ability to discover what gifts we might truly be able to bring to the world. Even though these aren't true stories, it's still it's cool to, to read them and see how it goes. So Helen A is pretty obviously going on a road that's probably going to cause her some pain in the future, but no problem. She's a good lady. I'm sure she'll bounce back. Helen B, on the other hand, she's done something that most people would say is extremely responsible, disciplined, and long-term focused. She's planning for her future and creating financial security. And that's great. When you start to compare Helen B and Helen C, though, it's not so obvious who's on a path toward true abundance. Helen C has less money than Helen B at the end of the first year and less of a concrete plan. But she's starting to tap into something that's more fulfilling, soul expanding, and possibly quite a bit more valuable than the 10% that Helen B is going to get back on her investment. Helen B is making her money secure, but Helen C is changing as a human being. Helen C is moving in a way that I found pace for itself over and over and over again. She's investing in herself. This is the way my company has basically doubled in reach, impact, and income every single year for the last five years. Following my excited passion and investing in my creativity is getting me much bigger results, not only in terms of fulfillment, but literally in dollars and cents than I can ever get from a bank or the stock market or buying duplexes or even just normal plexes. Instead of being a safety blanket for my money and the fuel, instead of being a safety blanket, my money is the fuel for my creativity and I use it as a tool that propels me into a higher level of value. Every time I take a leap and stretch myself by doing something like writing a check for a huge down payment on a theater rental or producing something, I force myself to shift into a new channel of thinking and discovering higher solutions because I've created something that's calling me in a bigger way. When I invest in my creativity, it leverages me into, a, into more of myself. It moves me forward. It moves my message forward. It fulfills my soul and moves me deeper into alignment with something so much more secure than guaranteed interest. Let me ask you this, which one of the Helens would be doing the best if the money system somehow collapsed and all the numbers in the bank were suddenly zeroed out? We can all see that Helen A is screwed. 
Helen B is back to square one, but Helen C would still have something. She'd have the experience. She'd have her growth. She'd have her new health. She'd have a new connection and insight to herself that would probably be able to bring a new level of value even in the chaos of the world going berserk without money. Helen C does the inner work. She starts to create a new confidence and self-connection. What she's doing is entering the process of raising her vibration. I know that using the word vibration makes me sound like a hippie, but that's really the best word I can find to describe what's happening. I won't try to explain the science of it here, but mostly because I don't know it. And I've had a very obvious experience in my life of moving gradually from what feels like a low vibration where I felt stuck in the circumstances of my life into a higher vibration that's filled with freedom and possibility. I've discovered that the most valuable people and the people that I'm drawn to working with are the people who are living in a higher vibration that feels effortless to be around. Your vibration isn't measured by how much education you have or how much experience you have. It has to do with how connected you are with yourself. Oof. I love that because people feel like they got to learn and learn and learn and learn. And it really has nothing to do with that. It does a little bit, but your vibration isn't measured by how much education you have. Notice how he says your vibration, not even you, your energy, your essence. It's not measured by how much education you have or how much experience you have. It has to do with how connected you are with yourself. People on a high vibration see their value as higher. They're less codependent on you. They don't pull you into their lower vibration as you try to pull them up. They have an inner guidance system. I love that. And the universe is flowing through them in a powerful way. This vibration is where your value is. As you invest more in the things that raise your vibration and bring you into a higher level of alignment, that money gets to move into universal circulation and you become an obvious safe space for life to continue sending abundance your way. This planet is evolving into a higher vibration of love, generosity, compassion, contribution the more you get in sync with that vibration the more life will see you as a collaborator in its evolution and give you the resources that you need to make as big of an impact as you are willing to make how did i not highlight this Hold up. the more you get in sync with the vibration of love generosity compassion and contribution the more life will see you as a collaborator in its evolution and give you the resources you need to make as big of an impact as you're willing to make. Love that. So I know that in this example, all of these people got a million dollars, which you might not have, but with the money that you do have or about to have, what are the things you're investing in? Are they Helen A things that feel good for a little bit and then end up costing you in the long run? Doritos, social media, lattes, magazines, cigarettes, video games, a beer, fancy cars, all these things are the type of things that often seem like they're a good idea in the moment and what we think we want. But years down the line, they end up costing us so much more than we paid for them and they don't bring us any closer to ourselves. Many of the things that we invest in addictively not only causes us to disconnect from ourselves and not to grow, but they also have all these hidden costs because they rot your teeth, they hurt your body, they need to be insured and so on. And if you have no money, what are you doing with your time? We, have all the same, we all have the same amount of time. Are you spending your time in a way that changes you? And I love how he's talking about this. So even if you don't have the money to get all these things that make you feel good, what are you doing with your time? Are you spending your time in a way that changes you and makes you more valuable? Or are you spending it doing something that numbs you? Are you Helen a in your time? I like that. Or maybe you're, you're investing in Helen B things that help you feel more externally secure. Keyword, externally. But don't expand you. 
Remember, no matter how much external security you create, you can never create true freedom unless you allow, unless you also create internal security. That takes expanding, growing, and moving beyond the shell of your old story. Often those external investments can become addictions that start to own you because you think they're your only source of security. Many Helen see things like meditation, exercise, nature, healthy food, traveling, classes, starting a new business. They're things that might also have a cost, though a lot of them don't, but they end up paying for themselves over and over in the long run in so many different ways. These are the things that expand you. They take you higher than yourself and help you step into what you actually are. These are the things that create true value. These are the ways that you prove how much you value yourself and how you declare to the universe that you deserve the abundance that it has to offer. Some people might be thinking that not doing some of the hell and A things we're talking about here would take all the fun and pleasure out of life. But ask yourself, what type of pleasure are you actually getting from those things? In my experience, it's usually a quick high followed by a low because you're looking to external things for happiness. And when it's all over, you need another thing to take its place. Some of the Helen C things might not give as much of an instant rush, but reward you with a long-term sustainable type of joy that builds on itself every single day. This is about moving from quick fix, distraction type things into the long-term foundation-based joy that comes from honoring yourself and your true value and the things that you choose to do. When you spend all your money on addictive distractions, you don't grow and ruin your teeth. When you keep all your money in the bank, it grows a little bit each year, gives you the illusion of security, and your teeth stay the same. When you invest your money in yourself and discovering what you actually are, you're investing in universal expansion, a perfect smile, and the evolution of your soul, which, as you can imagine, gives a slightly better return than the stock market, which is often crashing anyways. Remember, when you invest in the stock market and real estate, that could be great, but you're investing in what other people do. Those are aspects. There are aspects of the stock market that you have no control over. If you're doing this work, your innovation, your creativity, it's always going to be going up. And if you move like Helen C, you're investing in something that's growing exponentially. There's no potential crash if you're investing in you and truly spending your time and money in ways that expand you. Sure, you might have a project that doesn't go the way that you planned, but if you're trusting your own guidance and evolution, you're going to discover something in every seeming failure that actually takes you to a higher level. In fact, one big leap that I took early on with my company was running a big 1,400-person theater, even though we had only done 200-person events up until then. We had an original intention to do the event and offer the audience the opportunity to work with me in small groups at week-long retreats. Halfway through the event, I had a strong intuition that we shouldn't offer those retreats because it's going to keep us tied to working with only a few people at a time. So we didn't do retreats and we ended up losing a decent amount of money from that event. That might have looked like a failure from the outside, but I instantly knew it was showing us something greater that we hadn't seen before and opening a new opportunity. In the next week, when... This is awesome. And the next week with the free time that we had now, because we're, we're planning all of those retreats, the team and I had an inspired idea to release a few different videos on Facebook. One of them went viral and got something like 50 million views. It filled our next two events almost immediately and took us to an entirely new level of impact. Had they not like, if he had not listened to his intuition and not and canceled the retreats, this wouldn't have been able to happen. Because the money for that initial event was put into growth for my team and me instead of the stock market, what initially seemed as a loss was probably come back at least 100 times by now. So instead of investing your time and money in things outside of you, start looking at ways you can begin investing in your internal growth. 
Start moving toward the things that stretch you and bring you to a higher vibration. Start to notice the, the difference between how you feel when you do Helen A things, Helen B things, and Helen C things. See what happens for just one day when you move with the intention of fueling your internal growth more than your addictive need for an imaginary sense of external security. It might just change everything. This chapter is awesome. All right, so assignment. Assignment at the end. What the Helen have you been doing? It's time for you to do an exercise that will force you to be very honest with yourself. If you really want to find out where you've been spending your time and money, pull up your credit card and look through your last months of expenses. Go through every purchase you've made and mark down if it's Helen A, Helen B, or Helen C purchase. Reminder, if it was a Helen A expense, it was something you bought so you could entertain and numb yourself from something inside of you and didn't contribute to your long-term growth or maybe even took away from your growth. If it was a Helen B thing, maybe it was an investment in a 401k or putting a little extra into your mortgage or something like that. If it was a Helen C thing, it was something that's a long-term investment in your growth, like eating healthy, taking an exciting class, going to a workshop, delegating something that frees you up to bring higher value into the world. I need a cleaning lady. As you go through your credit card statement and categorize everything as A money, B money, C money, you're going to bring a new awareness to where you've been putting your energy in the past and open up an amazing opportunity for you to change your habits. I realize this might not be your favorite exercise because normally looking through your credit card statement is not the most exciting thing to do, but trust me, this will bring in a new level of understanding and clarity to how you can begin to use your money as a time and a powerful tool for your expansion. All right, I'll be back tomorrow with chapter eight. We're going to learn about tens, how to only be doing tens in your life. That's like literally one of my favorite chapters. So tune in tomorrow, actually tomorrow, Saturday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing this tomorrow or maybe Monday. Definitely not Sunday. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening and God bless you all.